Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Nolan Bicknell. And I'm your co-host, Robert Zirk. June is Education Month here on RC360, and so we're continuing our coverage of stories about educational initiatives and the positive impact that they have right here in our community. First up, we'll be talking to Marilyn Muir. She's the Education Convener for the Winnipeg General Hospital slash, slash HSC Nurses Alumni Association. We're going to be talking to her about the importance of continuing education. We also speak with Eds Marie, a pre-med student at the University of Winnipeg and the recipient of a scholarship from the Eileen Meter Fund. And finally, as always, Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, will join us in studio to talk about interesting stories from our community recently written by citizen journalists. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Thank you for tuning in to River City 360. As I mentioned at the top of the show, my name is Nolan Bicknell, joined as always by Robert Zirk. Today we're going to kick off the show with a little song. Afterwards, we'll be joined in studio by Marilyn Muir, uh, like we said, the education convener of the Nurses Alumni Association here in Winnipeg. But first, here's a song called Here Comes Summer by Jerry Keller, right here on RC360. Here comes summer, school is out oh, happy day, here comes summer. Thank you for listening to River City 360. I'm now joined in studio by Marilyn Muir. She is the education convener for the Winnipeg General Hospital slash Health Science Center Nurses Alumni Association. That's a full mouthful there. It is, it is, yes. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. So first of all, I guess first question, tell me what the education convener does, and then tell me sort of how your organization operates. Okay, uh, so I am a graduate from the Health Science Center School of Nursing, so by then it had changed over to the Health Science Center from the Winnipeg General Hospital. 
um, it became Health Science Center in 1973, and the School of Nursing was established in 1887. My committee is the Education Committee, so we're responsible for dispersing the, the scholarships um, for either continuing education, which is if you're attending a workshop for, for work, so um, if you want to just go to a conference or something like that, or um, uh, working on your either master's degree, baccalaureate degree, or doctorate program. Okay. So our committee meets twice a year. So we have two scholarships that we provide uh, funding for. Uh, the first is Viola Ludley, which is the continuing education, and um, we meet twice a year for that uh, so, uh, fund. Okay. Um, the second is the Jane A. Malcolm Bursary um, Scholarship Fund, which is managed here through the Winnipeg Foundation. Okay. So Jane A. Malcolm uh, was a graduate from 1919 from the Health Science from the Winnipeg General Hospital okay. School of Nursing back then. Um, and when she passed on in 1968, she left some some monies bequeathed to the Alumni Association. So the fund was established in 1969 here at the Winnipeg Foundation. Okay. So it's a long-standing mm-hmm. account. Um, there was um, a receipt of more monies, and when one of the members from the class of 1933, her name was Evelyn Lawton, um, Nee Roberts uh, passed away. She we added the money to that fund, so we okay. have. Uh, so it's a very nice um, scholarship fund. Why do you find it valuable to continue education and, and continue to learn, especially in, in the field of, of medic, um, in, the, in the health field? Well, ongoing education is is really important for not only just for nurses, but for everybody. Um, You know, you don't want to stay stagnant, right? So ongoing education shows commitment to being a professional, for sure. And our our goal is to provide the best care that we can for our patients and for our clients and for our family as we all age, right? So, you know, learning... um, the ongoing education is just is one way to keep current because you know what we learned in nursing school in 1991 can be completely different from what we're learning in today. So I guess the last question, where can our listeners go to find out more or, or support this organization? Uh, well, you can contact our website coordinator. Okay. We do have an email address uh, and that is wghhsc.nursingalumni at gmail.com. So that's if you have any questions about the alumni in general. Um, what we also have a website, which is uh, www.wghhscnursingalumni.com. So that really, if you're interested in learning about the alumni, or if you're an HSC alumnist and you sort of have lost touch with either your your colleagues that you graduated with or if you want to become a member um, you don't have to have always been a member or maintain membership you can certainly um, become a member now um, you can contact that the website which has great information just even on the history of, of the alumni the history of the Health Science Center the WGH um, in school of nursing in general um, you know, we have a, an archive and museum that has, I mean, as, as I told you about the history, we go back to the 1800s, right? right? So we have some great stuff in our archives. So cool. some of the army nursing uniforms that our nurses wore and, you know, some of the, our alumnus were army nurses and way back when. Yeah. So there's some great things. Like no there's pins from sort of all over cool. like the, the decades that we've been open. So awesome. there's some great information there. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Um, to Marilyn Muir of the Nurses Alumni Association. Thank you for talking to us today. Thank you. 
As Marilyn mentioned, if you want more information about the Nurses Alumni Association, you can go to www.wghhscnursingalumni.com. That's wghhscnursingalumni.com. Coming up after the break, we're going to speak with a scholarship recipient currently attending the U of W about the importance of scholarships to students continuing education. But first, here's the Arbors with Graduation Day on River City 360. Graduation Day Graduation Day It's a time for joy A time for tears A time we'll treasure through the years We'll remember always Graduation graduation day by the arbors right here on river city 360 and uh it's graduation day for a lot of students graduation season isn't it yeah, graduation right. season absolutely so nolan you and i both graduated fairly recently yep. from uh college and we know how expensive it is to attend a post-secondary yeah. institution nowadays I understand you recently had the chance to speak with a current student who's received a scholarship, and uh, you kind of talked about the importance of scholarships. Yes. um, Basically, it's allowing this young woman to go to school, which is fantastic because she's such a bright young mind, and it's very cool to see and very inspiring to see that someone's dreams are going to be able to be essentially met because of these scholarships. I mean, student student debt is kind of a one of the more kind of pressing concerns for our generation but but our next guest uh was luckily able to ease some of that pressure thanks to one of the scholarships from a great friend a great fund excuse me set up here at the winnipeg foundation 
Great, I can't wait to hear the interview. So here it is, Nolan Bicknell speaking with Eds Marie. Thank you for listening to River City 360. I'm now joined in studio by Eds Marie. She is a student at the University of Winnipeg. Eds, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So we wanted to bring you in to talk about the Eileen Meter Fund, mm-hmm. which is a scholarship that you were awarded. And just I wanted to kind of talk to you about how it's making a difference in your life and uh, just sort of your day-to-day experience at university. So first of all, tell me what you're uh, studying and uh, how you're enjoying school so far. Yeah, well, I'm currently in the pre-medicine program at U of W. And I'm really enjoying it a lot. Like, I meet a lot of people. My professors are really helping me with when it comes to, like, my academics and yeah everyone's been supporting even my parents very cool uh how is it pretty intense so far you said pre-med yes so uh, so i'm taking my mcat next year and yeah hopefully i pass that for our listeners the mcat is sort of the test that all aspiring doctors have to take is that right yeah and traditionally known as a very difficult test it is Yeah. yeah so what tell us about that process well first of all i have to take certain courses and have to review so much for it and there's just a lot of preparations and I have to do an application yeah there's just way too much so tell me about your experiences in college and sort of how this scholarship specifically helps you on your day-to-day experiences well like I said earlier I've met a lot of people who've become kind of like the people that I'm probably going to be working with the people who have the same goals as me and it really the scholarship really helped me a lot when it comes to achieving my goals because if I didn't have the scholarship, I don't think I'm going to go to university at all, just because I wouldn't bother applying for loans, just because I'm totally scared of being in debt. And it really helped me just focus on what I really want to do to help people. So basically, Mm -hmm. instead of stressing about money and stressing about work or getting another job, Mm -hmm. you can focus on your studies. Yeah. Perfect. So how does that make you feel exactly when if, if you think about a life where you potentially couldn't go to university versus the life that you're living now, how does that make you feel? I'm overwhelmed, really, just because I've been getting blessings after blessings. And not only I got the scholarship, the Eileen Meter Fund, but I got the entrance scholarship at U of W as well. And so that just really, it really helped me when it comes to just like focusing on school, not being able to worry about getting too many shifts at work and worrying about money. Uh, How important is education to you specifically um, and maybe to your friends and family surrounding you? Well, I've always believed on that saying that knowledge is power. And I know I have my parents really raised me when it comes to like focusing on just education and being able to just don't worry about getting a job first because just focusing on education and later on a better job would come up to you and you, you wouldn't even notice. And yeah, that's why I really just did my best to focus in school. Yeah, we'll have our whole lives to work exactly. at our jobs. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now it's time to focus on learning how to do exactly. that job potentially. Yeah. Where do you see yourself when you're graduating? I see myself in other countries, in third world countries. I always find a heart for medical missions and we're really fortunate to have a free medical program here in Canada. But like in other countries, you have to pay for you to be able to get cured. And so I want to be able to go to hopefully in Asia, somewhere in Asia, to just go on medical missions and help out people who couldn't afford to go to hospitals. Especially, I mean, there's no shortage of natural disasters and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they're always in need of medical professionals, I would imagine. Um, So is there anything else you want to tell us about your experience in post-secondary education and just how the how the scholarship has helped you to uh, achieve your potential goals? Well, first of all, university isn't hard. 
and like that's a lot of hard work and you just gotta know what your goals are and focus yourself so focus your mind into it and just no matter what you do no matter what people say really just don't mind them because that's a lot of people thought that because I wasn't really good at in high school to be honest I don't know how I got the scholarship even a lot of people just like when they found out that I was going for medicine they just put me down and they were just like how can you be a doctor if you're not even good at science but really I really put way too much effort into studying and so as much as you do that like really you're gonna be successful and you gotta just believe in yourself and appreciate the people who actually are being supportive of you that's fantastic yeah. well I mean you seem like a very bright young woman thanks. and um, congratulations on the scholarship and good thank luck you. in your future thanks thank you very much for being on the show thank you Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to talk about citizen journalism. But first, here's the next installment in our series about Winnipeggers who, through foresight, planning, and generosity, created a lasting legacy and helped make their community a better place. Here's my co-host, Robert Zirk. Walter Noyes had a lifelong love of learning and left a legacy that will support education for years to come. Mr. Noyes married his wife Beatrice in April 1938. The couple spent their early years in England, where Noyes served with the Royal Air Force. After completing his wartime service, they returned to Canada, settling in St. Vital. Noyes volunteered for Regent's Park Church, St. Vital YMCA, and Windsor School. He loved sports and was an avid reader who was always looking to expand his knowledge. Beatrice passed away in 1990 and Walter in 1995. Walter Noyes had foresight. He gave to his community through a discretionary fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. Through a bequest in his will, he established the Beatrice and Walter Noyes Memorial Fund to support and enhance educational initiatives. Since gifts to the Foundation are endowed, they continue to support our community for good forever. Over time, the grants it generates can surpass the value of the original gift, multiplying the positive impact in our community. When you give to the Winnipeg Foundation, you're joining Mr. Noyes and thousands of others with a foresight to support our community for good forever. Coming up on River City 360, Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, joins us in studio to talk about his weekly roundup of some of the more interesting stories written by citizen journalists. But first, here's Congratulations by Cliff Richard right here on River City 360. Congratulations and celebrations when I tell everyone that you're in Congratulations and jubilations I want the world to know I'm happy as can be Who would believe that I could be happy and contented I used to think that happiness hadn't been invented But that was in the bad old days Before I met you When I let you walk into my heart Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations and jubilations I 
City 360. We are now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons, one of our partners here at RC360. So Noah, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. So every week we like to uh, ask you what's happening in the city. I know it's, uh, it's summer now. Birds are chirping, bees are buzzing, <laughs> and there's a lot of activity around. So uh, what have some of your citizen journalists uh, covered this week in, on CNC? Well, you know, there's uh, been a lot, of, uh, there's a lot of activity, as you mentioned. Um, one of the things that happened this week uh, was the 55-plus um, games in Beauxjour, Manitoba. Oh, nice. And there was a couple of nice uh, reviews of uh, some of those activities. By, uh, one was by Craig McKenzie. The other was by Corin Cheslock. And um, it's sort of a, a, a good reminder for uh, people who are 55 plus to stay active and uh, summertime is a great time to do that uh, as I said there's lots of festivals going on and Doug Kretschmer one of the citizen reporters that does a lot of photography he's been taking lots of shots of the jazz festival he that's goes been going to ev- on. he goes to every show in the city I'm it's amazing sure. it's 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 terrific that Doug is able to do that and he's able to give us such great photographs on photo of the day as well as some reviews he's done mm-hmm. a uh, preview of Folklorama the 46th annual Folklorama he's also done a preview of the Winnipeg Folk Festival which is the 42nd annual coming up And so here at Community News Commons, we try and cover as many of these festivals and summertime fun as possible. So um, our listeners should um, stay tuned for lots of coverage of great events in Winnipeg. That's great. One of the other things that was really big in the news, not just this week, but also in in weeks past, it's a continued debate, is Bill C-51. And I understand that uh, some citizen journalists have also written about that as well. Yeah, you know, uh, Michael Welsh from uh, CKUW 95.9 FM uh, did some interviews about that with opponents of the this new anti-terrorism law that did pass. Uh, they voiced concerns. I mean, these are uh, folks from environmental groups to First Nations to uh, the country's privacy commissioner. Uh, lots of people are concerned about this new bill, and um, it is being criticized as an attack on personal freedom. And so there is some very good commentary about that on Community News Commons. <clears throat> as well, there was, uh, excuse me, an, an article by Sarah Aronson, uh, who attended a rally, a recent rally against that bill. So there's some uh, interesting coverage of that uh, bill and how it might affect uh, Canadians. There's certainly 
some spirited debate. I see it on Facebook statuses, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all over the place now. People have very strong opinions about this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those articles were fantastic. It should be, a, uh, I would imagine, an election issue as the federal election uh, approaches. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So if people are interested in reading these articles or if they're interested in writing an article of their own about our community, where can they go to find out more information? Well, it's easy. Just uh, Google Community News Commons and our site will come up. Or you can just go to www.cncwpg.org. If people are interested in uh, becoming a citizen journalist, all they have to do is hit the register button on the right top corner of the website, and it's real easy from there. So www.cncwpg.org. That's right. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So at the end of our time with you, Noah, we always like to hear some sort of local musician or local artist. Uh, What did you bring for us this week? Well, I thought in honor of Aboriginal Day, which just happened yesterday over at the Forks, uh, I would feature a local Manitoba musician. His name is Don Amaro. A lot of people know him. He's been around for a while. He's a terrific singer-songwriter. This tune is called Won't Give Up from Don Amaro's latest album called Refine right here on River City 360 CGNU 93.7 to throw a punch when you're on the ground and you might think that the fight is over it might look like I'm down for the count I'm a rolling stone I'm wild and free if no one's by my side for listening to River City 360. And a very special thank you to Marilyn Muir and to Eds Marie for taking the time to talk to us today. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to all of our past episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit rivercity360.org. That's rivercity360.org. 
River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Call 204-944-9474, extension 290, and leave us a comment about the show, or you can request a song or suggest a topic for a future show. We want to hear from you. So that's 204-944-9474, and leave a message at extension 290. Signing off for River City 360, I'm Nolan Bicknell. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening. We'll see you next week.